Welcome to Zichru Dafsi Man Rabbi Ram Golda, and today we're Zechus Yavamas Daf Base. The first parak Hamesha Sri Nashim. The first parak has been generously sponsored as a schus for Mordechai Chaim on Levi Ben Esther, and as a schus for a Shidduch Hagon for Leibas Esther. May Kush Baruch Hu continue to bench us with Hatzlacha as we now begin Seder Nashim. So the three daps we're going to focus on. Number one, the opening mission of the states Hamesha Sri Nashim Potros Sarosen Besaros Sarosen Min Achlitz Min Yibo. Fifteen women, which the mission will identify as Arayos, exempt their co-op and their co-wives of their co-wives from the chiyuv of chalitza or yibum. The Mishnah later explains that if a brother dies leaving a wife who is an erva to the living brother, then not only is the erva exempt from yibum or chalitza, but she exempts her co-wives, her sorrows, from yibum and chalitza as well. If a second brother was able to do yibum with one of the tsaros, since none of the wives were prohibited to him, and he then died, this tsari exempts her current tsaros from yibum and chalitza from the first living brother. The same rule applies to the tsaros of the tsara ad infinitum. Point number two, the Mishnah lists the fifteen Arias of the Yavam, who exempt their tsaros from yibum and chalitza. Bitobas, bitobas, bino, his daughter from out of wedlock, or his granddaughters from either his daughter or son from out of wedlock, bas ishto bas bina bas bita, his wife's daughter and his granddaughters from either his son or daughter, chamoso im chamoso im chamiv, his mother-in-law, his mother-in-law's mother or his father-in-law's mother, achoso mi imo, vachos imo, vachos ishto, his sister from his mother, his mother's sister and his wife's sister, eishos achiv mi imo, eishos achiv shaloyabalomo, his maternal brother's wife, and the wife of his brother who died before he was born, Bechalaso, his daughter-in-law. And an easy way to remember this is 333-321. Three daughters or granddaughters from out of wedlock, three daughters or granddaughters from a marriage, three mother-in-laws, three sisters, two wives, one daughter-in-law. 333-321. And point number three, the Mishnah continues, And regarding all these 15 women, if they died before he did, or was a minor and did miyun, terminating her marriage to the brother, or they were divorced from him at the time of his death, or were found to be on islandies, so that the marriage was terminated before the husband died, their tsaros are permitted to do yibum, or chalitza. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the Masechta states, nashim, Fifteen women which the mission will identify as Arayos, exempt their co-wives and their co-wives of their co-wives from the chiv of Chalitza or Yibum. The Mishnah later explains that if a brother dies leaving a wife who is an erva to the living brother, then not only is the erva exempt from Yibum or Chalitza, but she exempts her co-wives, her tsaros, from Yibum and Chalitza as well. If a second brother was able to do Yibum with one of the tsaros, since none of the wives were prohibited to him, and he then died, this tsar exempts her current tsaros from Yibum and Chalitza from the first living brother. The same rule applies to the tsaros of the tsara ad infinitum. Point number two, the Mishnah lists the fifteen arise of the Yavam who exempt their tsaros from Yibum and Chalitza. Bitobas, bitobas, bino, his daughter from out of wedlock, or his granddaughters from either his daughter or son from out of wedlock, bas ishto bas bina bas bita, his wife's daughter and his granddaughters from either his son or daughter, chamoso im chamoso im chamiv, his mother-in-law, his mother-in-law's mother or his father-in-law's mother, achoso mi imo, achos imo, achos ishto, his sister from his mother, his mother's sister and his wife's sister, his maternal brother's wife and the wife of his brother who died before he was born, his daughter-in-law. And an easy way to remember this is 333-321. Three daughters or granddaughters from out of wedlock, three daughters or granddaughters from a marriage, three mother-in-laws, three sisters, two wives, one daughter-in-law. 333-321.
And point number three, the Mishnah continues, And regarding all these 15 women, if they died before he did, or was a minor and did mew in terminating her marriage to the brother, or they were divorced from him at the time of his death, or were found to be an islandese so that the marriage was terminated before the husband died, their tzaros are permitted to do yibum or chalitza. All right, so now we go to our simvardab base, and our standard simon is a bias, a house. So here goes. When the group of tzaros packed out of their deceased husband's house, since they were patra from yibum and chalitza, knowing that he had a wife who was one of the 15 arayos who exempt them, they were suddenly turned back when they were informed she had just passed away before his death. Once again, it's motion. When the group of sorrows packed out of their deceased husband's house, house, that must mean we're on Duff base, bias. When the group of sorrows packed out of their deceased husband's house, since they were patr from Yibum and Chalitza, which reminds us, the Mishnah opens with the din of Fifteen women, which the Mishnah will identify as Arias, exempt their co-wives and their co-wives of their co-wives from the Chiyub of Chalitza or Yibum, and then goes on to explain how this works. So, when the group of Tzaros packed out their deceased husband's house, since they were Pater from Yibum and Chalitza, knowing that he had a wife who was one of the 15 Arayos who exempt them, which reminds us, the Mishnah lists the 15 Arayos of the Yibum who exempt their Tzaros from Yibum and Chalitza, and we use the numbers 333-321. Three daughters or granddaughters from out of wedlock, three daughters or granddaughters from a marriage, three mother-in-laws, three sisters, two wives, and one daughter-in-law. So, when the group of Tzaros packed out of their deceased husband's house, since they were Pater from Yibum and Chalitza, knowing that he had a wife who was one of the fifteen Arayas who exempt them, they were suddenly turned back when they were informed she had just passed away before his death. Which reminds us, the mission continues, And regarding all these 15 women, if they died before he did, or was a minor and did mean terminating her marriage to the brother, or they were divorced from him at the time of his death, or were found to be an islandese, so that the marriage was terminated before the husband died, their tzaros are permitted to do yibum or chalitza. So once again, when the group of tzaros packed out of their deceased husband's house, since they were pater from Yibum and Chalitza, knowing that he had a wife who was one of the 15 Arayos who exempt them, they were suddenly turned back when they were informed she had just passed away before his death. All right, now it's time for Four Blabach Hazar. Dav Chavdalad. So the similar Dav Chavdalad is a pitcher, a cud. So here goes. As he watched a pitcher, pitcher, that must be more on Dav Chavdalad, God. As he watched a pitcher filled with Kodesh meat that had become puzzle as a ravi, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Chaf Amabe stated a ravi be Kodesh puzzle. A ravi in the case of Kodesh is puzzle. It's not a brisa. Rabbi Yossi said, from where is it derived that a ravi in the case of Kodesh is puzzle? It's a kavachomer. If even a machusikipurim, someone who has tovold and has waited until nightfall but still requires bringing a carbon, is permitted to eat truma but is unfit to eat Kodesh, then concerning a Shlishi, which is unfit in the case of Truma, all the more so it should create a Ravi in the case of Kodesh. So, as he watched a pitcher filled with Kodesh meat that had become puzzle as a Ravi, fall off a shelf and caught by a man with his one Tame hand, which reminds us, the Mishnah stated that if one of a person's hands became Tame, the other one is Tahor, but with regard to Kodesh, he must immerse both in Rav Shivzi said, they taught this halacha only when the hands are joined at the time that the second hand touches the Kodesh, but where they are not joined, then the first hand does not make the second one Tame. Abai challenged Rav Shivzi and demonstrates that the din applies even if the two hands are not in contact.
Rabbi. So, as he watched the pitcher filled with Kodesh meat, that had become puzzled. As a Ravi, fall off a shelf, being caught by a man with one tummy hand, the Mechusar Kippurim rushed to the mikvah so that he'd be eligible. T. Kodesh, which reminds us, the mission stated, Ha'onen and Mechusar Kippurim, Sarikin Tehila Kodesh, Avaloa Truma, an Onen and a Mechusar Kippurim. One is immersed and reached nightfall, but has not yet brought his carbon, required tevil for Kodesh, but not for Truma. The Gemara explains the reason that since until the time they were forbidden to eat Kodesh, the Rabbanon required them to do tevil before eating the Kodesh, meaning that there's a concern that since they were not permitted to eat Kodesh, their attention to become Tame may also have been diverted. They're not required to immerse for Truma, though, since they're permitted to eat Truma as an Onen, and Mechus Kippurim. Daf so the Sim Daf is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. The husband's silver anniversary plan. Silver anniversary? That must mean we're in Daf Chafei. The husband's silver anniversary plans fell apart when the wine you ordered from the Galil became Tameh, when it passed over the strip of Kusi land. Which reminds us that the Gemara explains that the Ami Arts and Yehuda were trusted regarding the Tower of Kodesh wine and oil throughout the year and during the wine pressing season and all pressing season. They were also believed regarding the Tower of Truma. But those in the Galil would not be able to bring their wine and oil to the base of Migdash, that's in Yehuda, for the Rabban were Gozer on Eretz Ha'amim, the land of the nations that imparts Tuma to foods that are transported through it. This is because the Nachrim did not always mark their graves, which were then liable to be plowed over resulting in strewn bone fragments. So, the husband's silver and Rusi plans fell apart when the wine he ordered from the Galil became Tame, when it passed over the strip of Kusi land. And the only way he could borrow some Truma wine from his Cohen friend, who improperly accepted it from an Amaharetz, which reminds us, the mission had taught that Amiharetz are believed about the harab Truma wine during the wine-pressing season and oil-pressing season. This is because... During these times, Amiyars are careful to purify their kalim and themselves to ensure the tahara of the new truma. Now, if the seasons have passed, the Kona cover is not permitted to accept the barrel of truma wine or oil from them. However, the Amiyars may set it aside until the next season and then give it to the Kohen. Then, Rav Sheshus was asked, if the Kohen accepted it from them, what is the din if the Kohen set it aside for the next pressing season? Rav Sheshus attempted to bring a proof that he's not permitted to do so, but it's rejected. So, the husband's silver anniversary plans fell apart when the wine he ordered from the Galil became Tame, when it passed over the strip of Kusi land, and the only way he could borrow some Truma wine from his Cohen friend who improperly accepted from an Amaharetz was to go through and check a base of Pras, which reminds us. The Gemara brings a mission in Oholos that states that Beis and Beisil agree that we check a base of Pras for bone chips for people on the way to offer the Pesach, but we do not check it for those on their way to eat Truma. Rush explains that in the case of Truma, since there's no fixed time for it to be eaten, the person can wait seven days and do Hazah on the third and seventh day. The Gemara asks, if one checked the base of Pras in order to bring his Pesach, may he then eat his Truma based on this checking? And answers that just as in our mission, we learned that if an Amaris told a Chavar that he separated a quarter log of oil as Kodesh, he is trusted regarding the tahar of all the oil in the barrel. So to here, since he's trusted regarding the Pesach, he's trusted also regarding the Truma. So the similar Davchavav is a military coup. So here goes. The soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup. Military coup? That must mean we're in Davchavav. The soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup because he did teshuva, which reminds us the Gemara resolves a contradiction between our mission, which states the tax collectors who enter into the house and similarly ganavim who returned clay vessels they stole are believed to say we didn't touch them. And the Mishnah from Tarzid states that if thieves entered the house, only the objects in the place where they walked are Tame, referring to the areas where items were definitely stolen. Now, if the killing in the place that they walked are presumed Tame, then certainly the killing they stole and returned to presumed Tame, but Pinecha said in the name of Rava, Kusha Asad Chuva. Our Mishnah is dealing with the case where the thieves did Chuva. And Rashi explains that since they're returning the killing as an act of Chuva, they certainly would not lie about the Tuma status.
So the soldier on his way to return some clay kaolin he stole during the military coup because he did teshuva, bought some leftover dough that a baker was selling after the Chag. Which reminds us, it's Malchok still coming Rabbi Yudah, whether the merchants can sell leftover wine or dough from the regal that Ami Arts touched. The Chamim hold that even the Rabban suspend the Tuma of Ami Arts concerning the Chag. The Ami Arts are considered Chaverim. After the regal, retroactively, the wine and dough become Tame due to their touching it. And Chaverim are prohibited from selling it. Even though Rabbi Yehuda agrees that the wine and dough are tame, he permits the sale of the leftovers after the regal. For if the merchants were not permitted to do so, they might be reluctant to sell during the chag, which would make it difficult for the Ole Regalim to get wine and dough during the regal. So the soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup, because he did teshuva, bought some leftover dough that a baker was selling after the chag, whose store sign depicted a shulchan lifted and displayed to the people with the tagline bread that makes you feel beloved. Which reminds us the final mission of the Masech that details how the Kelly and the base of Mikdash were purified after the regular mission states, all through the Chag they would say to the Kohanim who are Amri Arts, be careful not to touch the Shulchan. The more questions whether the Shulchan can become Tami at all, since it's a Kli Asui Lanachasu, a wooden Kli that's made to be stationary. And the din is that such Kelly do not become Tami. The reason is that for a Kli to become Tuma, it must be similar to a sock. Just as a sock is carried Malevarekam full and empty, so too must any Kli be carried full and empty. The more answers that the Shulchan is carried full and empty for Rachel Hishtad, the Shulchan would be lifted and breads displayed to the Oyer Regalim, and the Kohanim would say, See your belovedness before the omnipresent for the bread at the time of the removal is hot and fresh as it was at the time of being placed on the Shulchan the previous Shabbos. So since we see the Shulchan was made to be carried while laden, it could be Makabotuma from Amayaretz. Dav Chavzayin. So the Simmer Dav Chavzayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band. Kazoo? That must be more in Dav Chavzayin. The Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzium, were guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a pasuk that begins with a reference to a Mizbeach and ends with a reference to the Shulchan and asks why the Shulchan is called the Mizbeach. Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish both said, During the time when the base of Mikdash stands, the Mizbeach would be Mechapra for a person. Now that there's no base of Mikdash, it's a person's Shulchan that's Mechapra for him. Rush explains that one's table atones for him through Achnas's Orchim, inviting and feeding guests. So the Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzium, were guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach and was plated with gold. Which reminds us that we learned in the Mishnah Daf Chavav on the base that Rabbi Ezra held that all the kelim in the base of Migdash required Tevila after the regal except for the Mizbach HaZahav and the Mizbach HaNechoshes because they're like earth and are not Mechavotumah. The Chomim in the Mishnah say, Mithnesha and Metzufim, because they are plated. The more provides two explanations for what the Chomim are saying, one where they are disagreeing with Rebbe Yezra and one where they are actually agreeing with him. So the Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzium, where guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach and was plated with gold, watched fires leap up but not burn all the time the Chachamim and Jews filled with mitzvahs who came together to celebrate. Which reminds us, what Yavau said in the name of Belazar, the fire of Gehenim does not rule over Tom Chachamim. It's a Kavachomer from the Salamandra, which Rashi explains is a beast created from a fire left burning for seven years straight. Rachel Akish said, that the fires of Gehenim do not rule over sinners of Israel from a Kavachomer from the Mizbach HaZahab for just as the Mizbach HaZahab is only a dinner's thickness of gold, yet the fire does not have power over it. Then all the more so Poshe Yisrael, the sinners of Yisrael, Shemulein Mitzvahs Karimon, that are full of mitzvahs as the seeds of a pomegranate.
All right, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechus. Number one, which stuff do we learn that a Ravi, in the case of Kodesh's puzzle, which is learned from a Kavachomer, from a Mechusar Kapurim, that's on Daf? Good, number two. Which definitely learned that there are two pshatim of what the Chachamim meant when they said that the Mizbecha, Zahabi, Mizbecha, and Nechoshes are Metsupim, they're plated with gold. That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good. Number three. Which definitely learned that there are 15 arrivals that exempt their tsaros from Yibam or Chalitza. That's on Duff. Base and Yibamos. Good. Number four. Which stuff you reviewed whether merchants can sell leftover wine or dough that the Ami Arts had touched during the regal? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number five. Which of the one that the fire of Gehenna is not showing on Tamil Chachamim, nor is it showing on Poshi Israel, who are filled with mitzvahs like a Rimon? That's on Duff. Chavzain. Good number six. Which stuff does the Mishnah list the 15 Arayos? That's on Duff. Basin Yavamos. Good. Number seven. Which stuff in an owning and Mechutzer Kippurim required to feel for Kodesh since they were not permitted to eat Kodesh, their attention to becoming tummy might have also been diverted. That's on Dav. Chavdalot. Good. Number eight. Which stuff if one checked a base of Pras in order to bring a Pesach, he may rely on it to eat his Truma. That's on Dav. Chavhe. Good. Number nine. Which stuff if that the Shulchan was lifted up and the bread shown to the people to demonstrate how beloved they are? That's on Dav. Chavav, good. And number 10, which stuff did we learn that there are four cases when an Erba does not exempt her tsar, such as in the case where she died before her husband's death? That's on Duff. Basin Yavamas. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one, which stuff did we learn that Kush Baruch Hu sends the Rafua before the Maka? That's on Duff. Good Gimel Megillah. Good number two. Which stuff did we learn that Shadim are like the Malachi Asharis in three ways and like humans in three ways? That's on Duff. Tazayin and Chagiga. Good. And number three, which stuff do we learn that one should not inform a Chola that a close relative has passed away? That's on Duff. Chavav and Modkat. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Mzich wishing you a great day and great learning.